Good afternoon, Brother Walter. Good afternoon, Sister Pinky. My concept is really going well. This time, I was not going to allow my contacts to be a distraction. So I was like, honey, let me take this off because uh, they about to upset me, right? So I was like, let me go ahead and get these contacts off. Because it only wants to do that literally when I, will, I won't have no problem with these contacts at all. And then as soon as... As soon, literally, as soon as I go right here, my contacts want to do the most. Hello, Sister Ruby. So good to see you. So I know my contacts are sitting on my nose because, of course, I have my lashes on. So, yeah. Somebody told me that they there's a fix for that. Somebody told me that if you go ahead and get glasses that are, like, big, then you can wear your your lashes without your contacts. If you just wear, you just find you some um, prescription. When you do your prescription glasses, just get your lenses like real big. But that's not me. <laughs> that's I don't. I mean, I've never done it. And I, well, I can't say I won't look cute in it because I've never done it. So with that being said, I don't know if it will work or not. But maybe one day when I get an opportunity, I can try and see if that's going to work for me. Right. You know, I'm game to try anything. Hello, Pastor Wooten. And so we're going to go ahead. Today is May 1st. Amen. Today is May 1st. And this is my anniversary month. May 21st. My husband and I have been married 27 years. And I am excited. I am. I am. I am. He has planned. Um, he has planned a, a week. Mama says a week. It's like we leave Thursday. And don't come back till Sunday. So he has planned this great vacation. Of course, he's not told me where we were going. And this time, it's a surprise. So I'm excited about it. I am. Like, I'm really excited. So I know y'all be like, where y'all been? Where you been on this weekend? Listen, I listen. y'all pray for me during the week. Because it's, it's good for me to do during the week. 
But it's like on when Saturday, like when Friday comes and Saturday, I was like, I don't set my alarm. <laughs> and I'll wake up and it'd be like 11. And I'm like, oh, dang it, I was going to come on. But listen, I guess to say my weekends is literally for me. It's my it's my resting period on weekends, okay? And I was talking to um, the, um, the ladies and women of prosperity this morning that I got a phone call because I also teach this in the um, the ladies, the women of prosperity page. Um, 30 days to tame your tongue because, you know, us ladies, you know, we, eh, it be, yeah and so i was like well well i just i don't know if i said i was coming in on tomorrow that means i didn't realize it was on saturday <laughs> i thought it was like during the week but yeah but anyway anywho we're moving forward amen i thank god for another opportunity to come to you all to teach bible study or to have bible study with you all through social media i love it i can't say it enough you know, that I, I love teaching the word. I love preaching the word of God. And, um, you know, I don't know everything. And so I love to study it before I get into it. So I won't come on. I need to read that book. Hey, Sister Pinky, listen. <laughs> I know you're not able to come on. When Minister Laquanda um, had me to buy this book, um, it was back in March. And I, she was like, you need to teach this, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so, you know, I read it, you know, I just read it all the way through, went and looked at the scripture, make sure the scripture was right. Because I always, whenever, whatever I'm going to teach, I'm telling you, I study, I study it. That's just like uh, Pastor Hunt is about to teach. And listen, y'all need to get on board with this. Where is this book? What did I do with it? Uh, oh, well, again, see, there it is because I've been reading it. It's in, it's in my bedroom. I've been reading this book, um, Fit for Your Assignment. That's what it's called. Fit for your assignment. And Pastor Hunt is going to be teaching from that book starting Wednesday. Um, starting at 7.30 in the morning on Wednesday. And it's titled Fit for Your Assignment. And I was telling her I got always to the part to where it said, um, it's not about you. And then I was like, so why can't it not be about me again? And I have not got past that point. Because I'm just like, so this book is literally... It's going to teach you literally how to hold yourself accountable, literally. And I was just like, why it cannot be about me? And so it's a good book. As, as far as I have read it, it is a good book. But Sister Pinky, listen, Amazon. I got this at the airport um, back in March. And so you might be able to find it on Amazon. I actually didn't even go look to see if I could get it from Amazon. But it's called 30 Days to Taming Your Tongue. By Deborah Smith Pugh. And honey. I said yeah. I called her. I said yeah yeah yeah. I need to teach this. This is going to be good. Especially when you want to. Especially when you want to change. By what you say out of your mouth. It's not so much about somebody else. And what they do. But you want to make sure you check yourself. And then if you hear that it's wrong. You'll be like um. I recognize that spirit. And you really don't need to be doing that. But I'm just saying. Amen. So. But this book here. Um, 366 de um, devotions for couples, Mr. and Mrs. And I had um, got this book literally months and months and months and months and months ago. And I had used it for myself. And so I made up in my mind this year alone that I wanted to have Bible study on social media 12 noon every year. And you know what? 
I lit. I'm literally. I, I'm on a prayer call, and I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget it. But I'm on a prayer call that I'm a part of in the mornings at 6 a.m. And they are. They are. They, today made 122 days. So can you imagine in 122 days of getting up every morning early enough to prepare your mind, to prepare your heart, to prepare your 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 your, your spirit? to pray with those who need prayer and you got people on board from not just in Knoxville but on board in in New York and in Virginia and in Kentucky and in Florida all over the United States that people come together in in many 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 even some of the pastors that I know here are apart 122 days faithfully and committed the doing the work of the Lord that's a blessing within itself and so you know even teaching this um we're at let me see when, today makes 117 days that I've started teaching this Bible study lesson but here's the thing I've missed some days um I've missed some days um back in March I missed I didn't do it the whole month of March at well no the whole month of February because I had my women's conference so I didn't do it the whole month of February but I still counted the days amen but when we came back in March I did march into your vision which we, we talked about doing you know doing the vision board and I need to go back because I can't find there are a couple of people that had said to me that they had uploaded their vision boards and I can't find them but I'm still searching I know that they're there but even I posted my vision board and the one that I did. And then we went right into April to spring into your um, season of vision. Springing into your season of vision. So here we are in May. And this, this month of May is my anniversary month. Amen. And I, I just look back um, during this time uh, 27 years ago. I'm preparing for a marriage. So can we look at it spiritually? Ask yourself, how long have you been walking with the Lord? How long has it been since you received your salvation? And it should be an anniversary. Mine is in 1999, 1996, thank you Holy Spirit, 1996, on Easter Sunday, I received um, my salvation. Amen. I didn't receive sanctification at that moment. I was saved. I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. And it was the hardest thing for me. I didn't receive true salvation. I didn't receive true deliverance. Genuine salvation. Genuine deliverance. Literally until 2006. And then I went right into the ministry in 2009. And so I've been running for, I've been running for the Lord since 2006. And God has been by my side ever, ever since then. But I, I got saved. In 1996, on an Easter Sunday, I had given my life over to the Lord. So 96, 97, 98, and 99, but even in those three years, well, those four years, because we left from the ministry that we were a part of, we left in the um, the ending of the year of 2000. Um, yeah, in 2000. Um, so in 2001, we were already a part of another ministry, but from 96, let's see, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Wow, five years. So five years of getting saved and then moving into another ministry. Even in the change brought 
a backslidden state. So from 2000, from 2000 and when I was in that ministry, 2001, two, three, and four, four years trying to, you know, stay together and trying to get it and couldn't. So from 2004 to 2006, literally I was in a backslidden state. My whole life um, had shifted. My whole Everything about me, you know, I blame God because I felt like, dang, I gave my life over to you. I surrendered my life to you. And, you know, I've lost my granddad. I've lost my uncle. Now I lost my aunt. Now I'm in a marriage separation. I mean, my whole life in that moment, in a blink of an eye, went left, which I thought. But not realizing that it was nobody but God. It was nobody but God. I didn't realize it was for my growth. I didn't realize it was for my elevation. I didn't realize it was for the Lord. I didn't realize that everything that I was going through up until that point when I said, yes, I'll receive salvation. <laughs> yes, I'll accept Jesus Christ into my heart. Yes, I believe that he's the son of God. I didn't know that all of those yeses was going to cause me to go into a messes. <laughs> Hey, April, all the way left. That's right. That's right. I went all the way left. And did you just hear what I said? I didn't realize that all of those, all of those lessons, all of those tests had led me right into some messes. <laughs> all those yeses had led me into some messes. And so, yeah, April was, yeah, we were there. I mean, always, shoo, yeah, it went left, left. And so this is so this message today literally is going to speak so much volume to so many people because this title safe in his arms. Ask yourself how many of you are safe in his arms in spite of um, situations, in spite of letdowns, in spite of put downs, in spite of betrayals, in spite of um, gossip, slander, division, discord, in spite of everything that has happened to you, you you still feel safe in his arms. And that's the thing. You know, hey Mary. And so, you know, and I see April April's my best friend. And we're kind of cousins. Well, we're not kinda, but we are cousins through family. Her her uncle is married to my sister-in-law's auntie. And so we have been best friends for a very long time before we were gonna realize that they were uh, my sister-in-law's family and my uh, and my best friend's family were they're married you know in into the the family and everything so it's it's so crazy you know <laughs> and so anyway so moving forward so yeah but anyway so I said all of that he didn't leave me God I thank you that's right Listen, April, the Lord did not. Listen, you got me going there. Listen, we've got ourselves, me and April has got ourselves in so much trouble at times or it's crazy that God was still with us even then. And that's why I love talking to people um, where they are because you have to understand we strive to be perfect, you know, because our Father in heaven is perfect. But sometimes what happens when you find yourself in 
in a backslidden state? What happens when you find yourself being hurt or being broken and it causes you to feel like, you know, why would God put me in this position? Why would God put me in this place? Why would God do this to me? Why, why? And you just be like, you know, why? Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to deal with all of this stuff? Why? And, you know, people turn around and say, well, why not you? Well, what makes you so special? Well, what makes you so important that you can't go through? Jesus did. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we're too proud or we're too humble. I mean, not proud. I'm not saying that we're too proud or we're too arrogant to know. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we be acting like we're too good. Now, yes, some of this other, but I'm talking about somebody like me that don't even know, don't even know. Um, hey, Sister Jack, uh, Sister LaShondra, that don't even really have, don't even know God. You know, you don't even have a relationship with the Lord. Like, you don't know anything about God. And you just going through and you be like, why? Why do I have to go through this? And we just don't know why. Why is it that we can't ask? You know, why is it that we can't express our emotions? Why is it that we can't express our feelings of what's happening in our life? That's what Jesus put godly people in our paths for. That's why he sent us good leaders. He sent us good teachers so that when we don't understand, if we can't get our understanding from the Lord, we should at least get our understanding from somebody that does know. But sometimes you don't got to be saying, well, what makes you so special that Jesus Jesus went through. He died on the cross for you. He did this. Well, we know that. Or well, if I don't know that, I don't know. And I ain't Jesus. You know, I tell me, I ain't Jesus. <laughs> I ain't Jesus. I am me. And I'm going through. And I need some help. And I need somebody to tell me if it's me. Listen, look, look at, look at me. But then also teach me how to pray. Teach me how to seek the Lord. Teach me how to work my work my salvation. That's that so that's what I do now because I didn't receive all that then. Yeah, you can preach it from the pulpit. You can teach it from the for Bible study. But what about literally telling us that you're being or going through something and then let us know how to come out? Yeah, you giving me the word of God, but why does the word of God say this? How do I know that I'm gonna be safe in his arms? How do I, how do I, how do I feel his presence? How do I get to know him? So don't just, don't just preach it and teach it to me. Explain it in an area to where I can, I can, everybody, everybody don't have a theology mindset. Everybody don't have a, a, a college graduate mentality. Some people still have that hood mentality. Some people still have that street mentality. Sometimes you got to talk to them where they at, where they can understand. If you got to use some slang, use some slang. If you got to use some, 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 um, some slogans, use some slogans. Use whatever you got to do to get them to understand the word of God, to get them to understand. I'm not saying to go where they are and do what they do. What I'm saying to, to teach me on a level, like if I was in elementary school, you want to teach a kindergartner, uh, you want to teach a kindergartner a 12th grade assignment. When people are a babe in Christ, you got to teach them as such. Even Paul knew that when he said, I, I was giving you some milk, but now I'm giving you some meat and y'all still act like y'all can't even take it. You can't even deal with it. How long, how long shall you be on this milk? How long shall you still be sucking on these nipples? How long shall you keep um, sucking on these bottles? How long am I going to keep giving you milk? It's time for you to get some meat. It's time for you to chew the meat and spit out the bone. Lord have mercy. Hey, Rachel, everybody doesn't understand. 
So don't make them feel less than because you speak these words of eloquence. You speak these words of this and that and the other. When you preach it, I don't want to hear all them fancy words. Honey, speak English to me. <laughs> Just saying. So I'm saying, if I if I was being made to feel that way, then I know there's others out there that may feel that way. So sometimes you do, you got to meet them where they are. You got to meet them where they're at. So that they can get what is needed. They can they can grow from where they are. But talking to them and, and, and making it seem like you've been there. You ain't been there. If you know if you haven't lost a mother, you can't tell somebody that it's going to be alright. Because you don't know how they're feeling. You don't know if it's going to be alright. You ain't lost a mother. If you've never lost a sibling, you don't know. So sometimes it's best don't say, well, I know how you feel. No, you don't. If you've not gone through what I went through, you don't know how I feel. Because you ain't been through it. So sometimes you got to meet people where they are. And, and be honest. Well, I've, I've not endured that. I, I, I can't relate to that. I, I've not experienced it. But I tell you what. But I do know Jesus Christ. And I do know that he is a healer. I do know that you can be safe in his arms. I do know that he will comfort you late in the midnight hour. I do know that he'll dry your he'll dry your eyes. I do know that with a man door for a night, but joy will come in the morning. You just have to make up your mind when you want your joy to come. I do know that Jesus died on the cross and he died for our sins. He died for our iniquities. He died for our faults. I do know that. But right now I know that you're hurting. And there's nothing that I could say or do that can make you feel better. But I know a man named Jesus Christ who will come and see about you late in the midnight hour. And he will give you what you need. But all you got to do is cry out, Jesus, come and see about me. That I, I do know that. So no, I wouldn't I, I I don't find myself putting myself in a position or in a place that I can't speak to you something that I don't know. I don't know everything, but what I do know, I can give you what I know. I can teach you what I've been through. And I said this early, I, I said this, I said this early this morning. I said this early this morning. I teach people what not to do. And I'll tell somebody in a minute, they be I said, mm, don't do that. <laughs> I said, you don't, you don't want to do that. Now listen, you may not. It may not be the same scenario, but I'm telling you, if you go over into that area, you may not make it back. So the question here today concerning our Bible study, do you feel that you are safe in his arms? Are you safe in his arms? Do you know how to be safe in his arms? Do you know whose arms you need to be in to feel safe? Amen. Amen. So our Bible study lesson scripture is Psalm 18 and 19. And it reads, he brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Isn't it a wonderful thing to know that God delights himself in you? Lord have mercy. Isn't it a wonderful thing to know that God delights himself in you? Because he delighted in you. Listen, um, Psalms 18 and 19. Go back. 
He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Now listen, some of you have heard, <laughs> some of you have heard this saying, I'm, I think about, I'm thinking I'm going to have this patent. Now I don't want nobody to use it because God gave this to me. When God saved me, he delivered me. And when God delivered me, he saved you. I'm going to say that again. When God saved me, he delivered me. And when he delivered me, he saved you. So you can look at that at many ways. But what it means to me is I was a fighter. I was a cusser. I was a cutter. <laughs> I was I hurt your feelings. I'd rather use my hands. I put my hands on you, do what needs to be done, and I'd keep it moving. But when he saved me, he delivered me. I no longer had to fight my own battles. There are some things I pick and choose my battles. But there are some battles that I can't control. There are some battles that I can't fight. And I put them right into the hands of God. Because when I put those things in the hands of God, then it lets me know that I'm safe in his arms. That's right, Sister Pinky. Sister Pinky says she saves. She said her salvation wasn't for her. It's to save you from me. That's it. People really don't understand, do they? do they but satan comes to test to tempt us satan comes to tempt us to put us back into those places where god has delivered us from and some people really don't understand when we say i need you to walk away i i need you to leave me alone i i need you to just stop 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 just to stop because if, and I'm and 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 we just that's right and we just walk away I thank God that he not only saved me but he delivered me he sanctified me he sanctified me he gave me his precious gift the Holy Ghost and he left his comforter just for me so that it will lead me and guide me so, so Jesus' spirit will lead me and guide me and direct me into all truth. Keep me safe. Keep me protected. Keep me together. Because I never understood. And here's the thing. Oh my goodness. It's not so much the world that I worry about. Hey, Sister Karen, woman of God, I am praying for you. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying for you. Because when you come out of this, you're going to have a testimony. And I can't wait to hear it. So you just gave a little, you just gave a little bit. You just, because it was, because it was Facebook, you was writing it. So you just gave a little bit. You're not like me. I done wrote, I done wrote a whole long page. <laughs> and wanted people to read it. You just gave us a little snippet. But I cannot wait to hear your testimony, woman of God. Lord knows I cannot wait. But listen, if if you ever hear me say, I, I, I need to walk away from here. I, I need to move. I, I need to move from this place. Because if I don't move from this place, and that, that Satan, Satan is the prince 
of the air. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to keep us out of the arms of the Lord. Can I say that again? Satan wants to keep us out of the arms of the Lord. Because he knows that when we're in the arms of the Lord, we are safe. We are safe. We are safe. Yes, ma'am. Listen, we can feel trapped by the pressures of life. Financial burdens squeeze our budget. Health issues torment our days with relentless pain. Rebellious children keep anxiety high and confidence low. Demands at work and home dominate every walking moment, giving no room to breathe. Juggling the needs of elderly parents and your young children takes every bit of strength. We're crushed under the weight with no relief in sight. The Lord takes no pleasure in your pain. He's caring, not critical. When you're exhausted, he knows full well when circumstances are too hard and painful. He knows when it's all just too much. God delights in you today. Can I say that again? I'm going to put that in all caps. God delights. God delights in you today. God delights in you today. And that's what you have to understand. God delights in you today. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe that God delights in you today? He, del he delights in you today. Put that up there. God delights in you today. He offers comfort. He offers peace. And he offers hope for tomorrow. And we know that even though tomorrow isn't promised, his grace is sufficient for you today. If God doesn't come and destroys the world today and you, and you come into tomorrow, new mercy. Lord have mercy. You must know that God, he's strong enough to rescue you. His precious child. You're his precious child. Take your eyes off of your situation. Take your eyes off of your circumstances. Take your eyes off of your, off of your health. Take your eyes off of depression. Take your eyes off of suicide. Take your eyes off of hurt and betrayal. Take your eyes off of your pain. Paul said, though this thorn has been in me three days, I've asked Jesus to take it out. But he told me that his grace is sufficient for me. And so when I am weak, when I become weak, then I am made strong. Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me lord have mercy you have to believe that god delights in you today you have to believe that you got to take your eyes off of your situations you have to believe that he's strong enough to rescue you because you're his precious child lord have mercy 
you have to know that when when you take your eyes off of your situation and fix your eyes on Christ, you got to cry out to him in prayer as your deliverer. You got to, if you believe God to be a deliverer, if you believe God to be a mind regulator, if you believe God to be a fixer, if you believe God to be Jehovah Jireh, if you believe God to be Jehovah Nisi, if you believe God to be that great I am, if you believe God that he's the lily in the valley, if you believe that God is the beginning and the end, if you believe that God is Alpha and Omega, do you believe, if you believe that God delights himself in you today, but you got to believe that you are the head and not the tail. That you are above and not beneath. That you are the lender and not the borrower. You got to believe that God has you safe in his arms. It's like a game. It's like a baseball game. When the umpire. When the umpire. And he's got that catcher's mitt. And he's, and he's kneeled down. And the man and the guy at the at the at the plate, he hits the ball and it's out there. It looks like it's about to be a home run. Lord have mercy, help me in this place. It looks like it's about to be a home run. And the umpire, he doesn't get out of position unless he realizes who's running. And he's watching. The umpire's job is to get them out or to say they are safe. That is his job. So when that ball is hit and it's going clean out, the men on the bases begin to run. But it's that last man that's coming in. And the people in the outfield has the ball. And they're looking to see where they need to throw that ball at. But as you begin to run to home, as you begin to run home, as you begin to run home, you're not worried about your health. You're not worried about the situation. You're not worried about what's going on behind you. You're not worried about who has the ball. What you're worried about is making it to home base. Lord have mercy. You're worried about how I'm going to... Listen, you are running. And when you get to home base, the, um the umpire says, safe! Lord help me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen, I'm encouraging myself. <laughs> Y'all have no idea. I am encouraging myself. Because you have to understand, you can't worry about what's behind you. You can't worry about what's in front of you. You can't worry about what's on the sides of you. You can't worry about what, what you're facing at this moment. You got to recognize and realize that you are safe in his arms. You are safe. He has you in his arms. Lord have mercy. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I oh Lord, I love Lord, I thank you. Lord, have mercy. You gotta understand. You got to believe that when you are in the arms of the Lord, that you are safe. You are safe from hurt. You are safe. Listen, it don't say that you're not gonna be affected. I said you are safe because the Bible tells us. The Scripture tells us. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The scripture tells us no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon that is formed. He didn't say they weren't going to come. He didn't say that they, the, the bow and arrows weren't going to be shot at you. He didn't say that the arrows was not going to hit you, but they're going to hit you. But guess what? You got your shield on. 
When you are safe in the arms of the Lord, when you are in the arms of the Lord, you are safe. He blocks every attack. He blocks every attack. It may hit you, but it's not going to hurt you. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. It may hit you. It may hit you, but it's not going to hurt you. Lord, have mercy. It may hit you, but it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, I see that. It may hit you, but it won't hurt you. It may hit you, but it won't hurt you. It may hit you, but it won't hurt you. It may hit you, but it won't hurt you. Because no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. It's not going to do anything what it was set out to do. It might, it, listen, it may, it may, it's what it said. It, it, listen, these attacks, it is set out to hurt you. It is set out to take you out. But when you are in the arms of the Lord, you are safe. Listen, Lord have mercy. Cry out to him in prayer as your deliverer. Run to him as, a, as your strong tower. He will bring you through to the other side. Lord have mercy. There is that word again. Pass to the other side. I For the last few days, I've been saying it. Here's my note. To be at peace with your storms, you must pass over to the other side. The Lord gave me that on Sunday morning. Lord have mercy. He told me to use it again in prayer on this morning. And then here we are again right here. He will bring you through to the other side. How many of you, how many of you are just trying to get to the other side? To the other side of what? To the other side of a dry place. To the other side of a healing place. To the other side of a delivering place. To the other side of salvation. To the other side of your beginning. To the other side of whatever you need that's on the other side. You got to get to the other side. So in order to be safe, in his arms you have got to get to the other side <laughs> lord have mercy listen psalms 18 and 19 he brought me forth also into a large place he delivered me so a lot of us think that we don't need to be delivered but if you don't actually understand what deliverance mean deliverance means to be free from some of us need to be delivered from anger. Some of us need to be delivered from lust. Some of us need to be delivered from jealousy. Some of us need to be delivered from adultery. Some of us need to be delivered from strife. You see the two difference? No, not one is greater than the other. Deliverance is just what it is. What do you need to be delivered from so that the Lord can delight himself in you so that you can be safe in his arms? Lord have mercy. Listen, start. I'm gonna start this right here. You know, I knew this was gonna be okay. Hold on, let's see. David, 
is letting us know that gratitude for deliverance and victory the only one the only sure way to be delivered from surrounding evil is to call upon god for help and strength and we know that the joy of the lord is our strength the joy of the lord is our salvation we got to know that psalms 18 and 2 says the lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my god my strength and whom i will trust my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower verse 3 says i will call upon the lord who is worthy to be praised so shall i be saved from mine enemies david even knew that when the enemies was chasing him when saul was chasing him he might have hid in the cave but he was still safe in the arms of the lord oh y'all don't hear me Listen, verse 4, the sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. You don't have to be afraid of ungodly men when you are in the, when you are in the arms of the Lord. Listen to verse 5, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. But David said in 6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him. Even into his ears. Listen. It doesn't matter what you are dealing with. It doesn't matter what you are going through. When you call upon the name of the Lord. From out of your distress. He will come and see about you. Why? Because he delights in you. Listen, some of us have lost loved ones. I've lost a granddaddy. I've lost an uncle. And I lost an aunt within three months of each other. Actually, my uncle died on my granddad's funeral day, which was his oldest son. Yes. My granddaddy's oldest son died at his funeral that, that day. Three months later, well, May, six months later, my aunt died. And there were only, those were the, my aunt and my uncle was, my uncle was like a, like a father to me. Now I have now I'm I'm reconnected with my real dad and we build our relationship together. No, we don't talk every day. He don't reach out to me every day. I don't reach out to him every day. But when we go to when I call him or he calls me, it's like we haven't talked in 20 years. It's like we just pick up where we left off and continue to communicate. Could our relationship be better? It could. But I thank God for the relationship. And that's what God wants us to be for him. We're his children, but is he your father? Yes, I'm going to say that again. We are his children, but is he your father? Do you have a relationship with him that no matter what you are going through, you can cry out to him and he'll wrap you in his arms and keep you safe. 
when you are in distress, when you are in a struggle, when you're having a bad day, when you feel like everything around you is falling apart. Verse 7 says, Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth. The vile coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yeah, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed. Hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. Yeah, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. 17 says, he delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. Listen, as I was reading that part right there, they prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. <sighs> mm -mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 19 says, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me. Because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands. Hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. And have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me. And I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him. And I kept myself from mine iniquity. And I'm going to stop right there. I read I read Psalms 18, 1 through 23. I, and that it, it's that it's that last verse. It's that last it's, it's that verse 23 for me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Iniquity is sin. Can you keep yourself from your iniquity? Listen to this. This psalm is almost a duplicate of 2 Samuel 22. It may have been with it may have been written toward the end of David's life when there was peace. God is praised for his glorious works and blessings through the years. God's protection of his people is limitless and can take many forms. David characterized God's care with five military symbols. And these are those things what these are five things that David had said. He said, God is like one, a rock that can't be penetrated by any who would harm us. Two, a fortress or place of safety where the enemy can't follow. Three, a buckler or a shield that comes between us and harm. 
four, a horn of salvation, a symbol of might and power. And five, a lower, I'm sorry, a tower high above our enemies. If you need protection, look to God. If you want to be safe in his arms, cry out unto the Lord from your distress. Call out upon the Lord when you're feeling down. Call out to the Lord when you're feeling broken, when you're feeling betrayed, when people are being mean to you, when people are backbiting, when people are gossiping and slandering your name. Call out to God and he will wrap you in his arms and keep you safe. Why? Because it said it in verse 2. The Lord is your rock. The Lord is your fortress. The Lord is your deliverer. The Lord is your strength. Listen. A cherub is a divine being that may belong to one of the ranks of angels. One of the functions of the cherubim was to serve as guardians. These mighty angels guarded the entrances to both the tree of life and the most holy place. Two cherubim of beaten gold were a part of the Ark of the Covenant. You can read that in Exodus 25, 18 through 22. The living creatures carrying God's throne in Ezekiel chapter 1 may have been a cherubim. Read it and see it for yourself. The highest was an important designation for David to make. Heathen, listen, heathen idol worship was deeply rooted in the land and each region had its own deity. But these images of wood and stone were powerless. David was placing the Lord alone in a superior category. He is by far the highest. And we said in our prayer sometimes, he's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. Amen. He is Lord of Lords, King of Kings. There's no other God like him. He's the only God we are to serve. So you have to understand that our troubles, like many waters, threaten to drown us. David helpless and weak, knew that God alone had rescued him from his enemies when he was defenseless. How often we wish God would quickly rescue us out of our troubles. Remember that God can either deliver us or help us remain steady as we go through troubles. Either way, his protection is best for us. When you feel drowned by troubles, ask God to help you, hold you. When you feel drowned by troubles, ask God to help you, to hold you steady, and to protect you. Because in his care, you are never helpless. In his care, you are never helpless. If you want to be safe in his arms, you got to call upon the name of the Lord. When you call upon the name of the Lord, you got to believe that he is your strength. You got to believe that you are safe. You got to believe that when he wraps his arms around you, that you are safe from troubles. You are safe from struggles. You are safe from your enemies. You are safe 
from those who don't like you. You are safe. He will fight for you. He will stand for you. He will protect you. But you have to realize where you need to be. David realized he needed to stay in the arms of the Lord. He said it in 23. I was also upright before him. And he was. David was upright before the Lord. But when David sinned against the Lord, he said it in Psalm 51. And I'll end it there. Psalms 51, he said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. And that's why he said, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. And he might have at this part of scripture. And then he took a fall. But he was able to go to God in prayer. Dust himself off. Well, before he dusted himself off, he cried and cried out and cried out and cried out and cried out and cried out. Day after day after day after day. After day. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. We, are, we should all have known the scripture. If you don't know, go back and read it for yourself. Read the whole passage of scripture in Psalms 51. And then go read uh, 2 Samuel, I believe it is, 22. Or no, 16. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's 2 Samuel. And I want to make sure I'm giving you the right story. Because I know it's 2 Samuel. Because I'm about to help you. you you're going to read this story. Then you're going to understand. You're going to understand Psalms. You're going to understand Psalms. I'm Sam, uh, 2 Samuel. When you read 2 Samuel, and I want to say um, 2 Samuel 12, yep, 2 Samuel chapter 12, read that whole passage of scripture, and then you will understand Psalms 51, amen? If you want to be safe in his arms, you got to have a relationship with the Lord. You got to cry out to him so that he can deliver you, that he can, he can comfort you, that he can delight himself in you, that he can delight himself in you. He will bring you through to the other side in order for you to have peace so that you can be safe in his arms. You have to go to the other side. So if you're on a bad side, you need to get to the good side. If you're on the good side, you need to get to the great side. It's elevation. Every day you should be growing. Every day you should be moving. Every day when that, when that batter hits, you should be running to the next base. So that when you make it home, the umpire says, safe. Lord have mercy. I can go farther into that, but I'm just going to leave that right there. Because, man, that thing right there is good. I thank God for the Holy Spirit giving me that analogy. So it lets me know that every day when, 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 when the Holy Spirit hits something, whatever it is, whether it's one of my struggles, whether it's one of my issues, whether it's one of, the, one of my children, in my marriage, my, my finances, whatever, whatever the Holy Spirit hits, that I, I'm, running to the next, I'm running to the next base. 
I'm, 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 I'm mastering each run because I'm trying to make it home so that I'll be safe in his arms. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, I'm praying for you all. Lord God, I thank you for those who was listening and for those who was watching. And as we do our Bible study prayer together, Lord, we're trapped and tired. Bring us, bring us out to your spacious place to find safety and rest. Thank you for your love that never ends. Thank you, Lord, for your love that never ends. People, love for you will fail, but God's love will never fail. He will love you forever. Safe in his arms. So I thank you all for tuning in. God bless you. I'm praying for all of you. Amen. Amen. I'm grateful for what God is doing. I am grateful for what God is doing. I'm so grateful what God is doing. Amen. So know that I love you, but God loves you more. And if it's his will, I'll be here again on tomorrow at 12 o'clock. God bless you all. And thank you for tuning in to Mr. and Mrs. Devotions Couple Together Bible Study. Safe in his arms. <laughs>